take off that seat belt and dance. I will not comply. Dance. This is Connect the Dots Radio Show. Hey, this is your host, Tom Edison. Take off that seatbelt and get up and dance. You know, the government had it their way. They'd have you wearing a seatbelt while you're sitting on your couch at home watching TV. (laughs) If they could get away with that and enforce that, they would. Seatbelts are oppressive. When you're riding around in your car, stop complying with oppressive government mandates and uh, intrusions into your privacy. Take off that seatbelt. Okay. That's better. You know, I said it before. When you're wearing a seatbelt in your car, it restricts your breathing. Your breath is half your life force. So... You don't want to wear a seatbelt because you want to breathe freely. That's it. Your breath is half your life force. If you didn't learn that in school, well, hey, blame the government. You should have been teaching you that. Hey, listen, um, Friday was uh, December 8th, you know, Uh, that was the day, unfortunately, John Lennon got shot in front of his apartment building in Manhattan. And um, the day is actually celebrated right across the street in um, that special area known as Strawberry Fields of Central Park. And everybody gets together. People bring their guitars. And everybody uh, gathers around the uh, Imagine uh, decoration in the pavement there inside the park and all day long and, and into the night, Beatles, people show up and we all sing Beatles songs. Usually there's, you know, four or five guitar players. That, uh, I was there Friday and there was about like 10 guitar players. You know, you know you're popular and John Lennon was very popular and he still is popular even though he, he's not with us physically. You know you're popular when they not only celebrate your birthday, but they celebrate the day you died, too. And in the same fashion, singing Beale songs. What better way to pay tribute uh, to the founder of the Beatles? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, John Lennon was the one who had the band originally. He invited Paul McCartney to join the band. Then he invited... Original, original George Harrison engaging, uh, to join the band, and then the three of them later invited Ringo, and they were the Beatles, and they showed the world the best uh, example of a true democracy. They they all once the four of them got together, they were all the leaders and followers at the same time. And if there was just one out of the four didn't want to do something. They didn't do it. They only did things that all four of them agreed upon doing. And that's the way democracy should be. And they gave us that example. Plus, they won the hearts of everyone wherever they went. They projected love and they got it back and went on to become the greatest rock and roll band of all times. In fact, uh, to just give you an example, you know, it was John Lennon, like I said, it was his band. He started the band, and uh, as a child, naturally, he wanted to have the greatest rock and roll band in the world. And if you watch one of my videos out there on YouTube called Beatlemania in America 2, you'll see that after the Beatles, the first night they performed before 73 million U.S. citizens on the Ed Sullivan Show, and after they got done doing their fifth song, which was unheard of back in those days for somebody to get to play five songs on Ed Sullivan Show, we're talking 1964, uh, after they finished uh, doing their fifth song, which was their number one hit already in America, I Want to Hold Your Hand, 
he calls him out uh, to the front of the stage to wave to the crowd. And if you watch that three-and-a-half-minute video of mine, you'll see that the joy on the face of John Lennon realizing his dream had just come true. He did have the world's greatest rock and roll band, and the picture says a thousand words right there. And it's worth watching, you know, so you can grasp that the the magic that was happening in the world in 1964 and in here, America, too. And uh, the Beatles actually reached their height in America, too, and part of that is in the same video. You know, with their concert, the first big, great rock concert outdoors at Shea Stadium. And you'll see John Lennon putting his hands up there on stage like, like, oh, my God, this is so great. And, again, another picture that says a thousand words. And uh, they shattered all records at night. Uh, and that, that was the height of Beatlemania right there doing that Shea Stadium concert to change the music venue situation from that point on to what we have now. We have all kinds of bands going out there doing gigantic concerts. But the sound and the roar of the crowd set uh, sound records. Unbelievable. It was louder than jet planes. <laughs> the amount of screaming and hysteria that they created that one night. Well, so much for that. So I was there Friday singing Beatles songs with everyone else. And like I said, how many people are that popular as John Lennon became in his life that they they only come, not only come to sing songs on your birthday, but they also come uh, to the park there to sing songs on the day you were killed. Back again. Hey, it is calling Radio Show, 888-627-6008. All I got to say is, hey, do you realize that uh, 11 months from now, we're going to have the U.S. presidential election? I'm running as a candidate. If you're a Democrat or Republican, registered Democrat or Republican, I'm asking you to write my name in, Tom Anderson. This is the last U.S. presidential election there's going to be. You say, huh? I know that because the thing called the event is going to happen shortly after that. And if you don't know what the event is, well, then you need to go to uh, the portal, you know, 2012portal.blogspot.com. Google it. It'll take you there. And you can find out about the event, and you can find out about all things, canceling your contracts. Yeah, we all have had contracts to get into planet Earth. We had to, uh, you know sign over some agreements to the dark side. Yeah. So it's important that you cancel those contracts because uh, you don't want uh, nasty contracts uh, hanging over. You want to be free, you know? And you want to learn about breathing in the rainbow light. You want to learn about connecting your seventh and eighth chakras uh, with a breath exercise. You want to learn about how to call on the violet flame. You want to uh, learn about uh, calling on a pillar of white light and uh, doing what's uh, also engaging in buddhic columns. You can learn all that on the portal. And... uh, You can learn about the pole shift that's supposed to come. Apparently, they set the the date back on that, which is good. Uh, I still have to uh, somehow get to connect with these people in the Galactic Confederation because they don't want to talk to regular people like myself, you know? Um, I I don't know what their problem is. Uh, You know, they're in the unresponsive category right now. Any communication I've done with them, like, you know, I I wasn't getting through. It was like I was talking to the wall. I got a uh, response. They didn't really address what I wanted to talk about. 
And it was like, you know, God, uh, are you that dense? I mean, I ha- I don't want to be rude, but I have to be sometimes in cases like this. You know, they're in the category of unresponsiveness, uh, whether they like it or not, because, you know, I learned about being responsive to people at a very young age, and I practiced it my whole life. And here is these galactic beings that have been around for uh, God knows how long, infinity, uh, you know, in a never-ending cycle of uh, life that doesn't die, and yet they they haven't learned a simple thing about being responsive, the importance of being responsive and immediate responsiveness, you know? They might have all the time in the world, but we're here still living out these uh uh, physical lives here, you know, that the time is ticking down for us. Every day we're exposed to more crap from the dark side. Even though we're told that uh, they're being uh, slowly, uh, uh, you know, defeated, but they still have enough influence to make our lives miserable and make our lives dif- difficult, and boy, they are still doing it, you know? There's been nothing uh, in the last 20, 30 years, maybe even more than that, there's been a decline in society on planet Earth. You know, sure, we have some new, uh, more tech uh, gadgets, but the, uh, the humanity aspect of living on planet Earth, it has deteriorated. And what do we got? Two crazy wars going now. Um that are funded by the dark forces who still have a strong hold on us here on planet Earth. And, you know, with all this light liberation I keep hearing about, we fail to see it on the surface of, of the Earth here. There's, there needs to be more happening. We're not that impressed, you know? We still got the chemtrail planes flying around there. We still got more wars going on with no end in sight, never-ending wars. We got all the uh, rich people backing these wars because all they see is dollar signs, profit. War is profit, you know? And uh, it's an annoying situation. And, uh, like, you know, those of us that have common sense, like, why the hell do we have to, uh, you know, why do we have to keep, uh, this insanity going, you know, and of course the real problem is the government people who have the, uh, the decision-making authorities don't do anything except waste our taxpayers' money, and uh, it's an annoyance. So it's coming down to where we have to start taking command of the situation, even if it's slow, if it's small, rather, you know. Maybe we have to start with uh, towns under a thousand people and uh, gather a small group of people together and uh, start making our own localized laws and, and where we don't want to enforce the uh, uh, laws of the state or the federal government. We'll just, we won't enforce them. And we'll have uh, police forces that serve the needs of the local people and, uh, don't take part in enforcing oppressive laws made by the federal government and the state government. State governments are almost as bad as the federal government, but the federal government is the worst. Mine, it was commandeered from the beginning. You know, most people, a little history lesson here, most people don't realize while America was a uh, uh, baby in glory, 1776, we freed ourselves from the control of England. Eventually, they got back certain controls over us. You're just not aware of it. But uh, still, money gets funneled into the the crown, as they call it. And uh, at the same time that we were uh, freeing ourselves temporarily from the British, that famous Illuminati group was forming in Europe. Same year, 1776. And uh, just to show you how fast they were, were working on things, I think, uh, I forget exactly what year it was, 1800, 1803, 18-whatever, that uh, Washington, D.C. became the capital 
of uh, the new capital of America. The original capital was Philadelphia, and it moved to New York. And then they decided, well, we're going to build a capital city. And so they created this thing called the District of Columbia, which is not a state, really. It's a, it's, it's almost like a private enterprise. Uh, it's a separate thing, like uh, other, like the Vatican. It's separate, you know. And uh, they took land from uh, Maryland and uh, Virginia to form the uh, square that's uh, uh, 45 degrees out of kilter on purpose. And if you look at the street outlay of it, it has the mark of the false gods on it, which is also the mark of the Illuminati. So they were planning on taking, and of course they put the, ended up putting the world's biggest obelisk in the center, which is a mind control thing. And you can learn about that stuff if you were to just get a copy of my Connect the Dots theory. Because, you know, I wrote the book to educate the common people. It talks about the importance of shapes geometric shapes, the importance, and uh, uh, obelisks are, have pyramids on top of them, which means they can they automatically become octahedrons. A pyramid automatically becomes an energy octahedron, and you can learn about that, and then it's an amplifier, a broadcaster, and a receiver of information. So any obelisk out there, by those who have the technology, they can use it to send out negative frequencies to the people within the area. And uh, so it's a very bad place. It, uh, it would help the government to move out of uh, D.C. But we can talk about that some other day. But anyhow, um, that's a little bit of uh, American history that uh, most people don't realize. Uh, okay, I tell you what. If there's a caller, uh, I'll just stop my conversation. And uh, hello, caller. Whom am I speaking to? Hello, this is Bell. How are you? Uh, hello. Yeah, are, yeah, this is Eva. yeah, this is Eva. How are you? Oh, Eva. Hi. And uh, you're calling yes, us from where? Arizona, Mesa. Arizona. Arizona, yeah, the place where they make the beverages. I know that place. <laughs> yes, the teas. You can you hear me very well? I am on a cell phone. Yeah, hey, you know what? You're coming through loud and Good. clear. I don't know if you listen. We're listening to the beginning of the show, but I had uh, somebody's music was bleeding into the show, and then I had to like hang up, and uh, I was off the air for a couple of minutes. But what's I on would, your mind, would... uh, Eva? It was your um, music overplaying the top of your talking. Yeah, over talking. Yeah, it wasn't over my music though. I don't even know whose music yeah. that was. It just, it just was either. bleeding into the conversation, you know. Yeah, and I was at but, the very uh, same time. I was at the very same time. I was uh, communicating with David Strait on Telegram, and I was asking him to call in. To your show, yeah, and, that, yeah. and I was like, and I was accusing art, the artificial intelligence, for attacking you. It's like, oh, they don't want him to call in. I was like, wow, <laughs> this AI is yeah. Well, we it's don't know how, how that little mishap happened, anyhow. But I had to hang up the That's phone crazy. and uh, yeah. get them to uh, to call me back. Uh, but uh, yeah. the engineer had left the the room at that point. You know, I expected them to call me back right away and uh, anyhow it finally got worked out luckily so uh yeah, yeah. i don't know did uh yeah it would be nice if that guy david Strait would call into the show because uh yeah, he's got some information he's like that the people need oh to yeah know. yeah that guy is like very important information for all americans about how we've yeah. been deceived and lied to by the government how they've tricked us and uh Unfortunately, we're still being tricked because yes, most people are. don't know what the real truth is, you know? And this, yeah, it's but, really a complicated thing to get your head around. But once you realize, once it's very clear, it, the, the message and the information, and the, you, it, it's then you realize, then you're angry, then you're pissed. 
because you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> these people, this is this is all this is all a show. This is just a, all a play. When you like, if you go to court and for anything, it doesn't even matter. It's all just a show. I mean, most of these characters that are in court, like the judges, many of them probably don't know all the details of, and don't realize what they're doing, that what, what they're upholding, what they are um, enforcing. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of people do. in the system that have no idea that they're uh, working and defending and part of a crooked system that was well, devised yeah, to trick us and enslave us, you know? Yeah. And that's, you were explaining everything pretty well earlier, but it, it is, it's a, a corporation. It's a, it's a corporation, and it's all about profit, and that's all it is. They just want the money for our SESTA-QV trust, and that's going into some stuff. That's some advanced stuff there. But I was hoping that... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, in, I, I watched that uh, uh, a lengthy video of uh, yeah. David Strait, and uh, a yeah. uh, tremendous amount of important knowledge there, you know, that uh, we've been lied to. Yeah. And once they set up the corporation, they made all these things that are really not laws or statues and stuff like that. And they've uh, yeah. conned us into playing along with it, and they've conned us to believe, uh, to believe that the justice system is really a justice system. It's not. It's The whole thing is a scam devised to yeah, uh, you know, milk money out of you us, uh, take away our, our freedom, and uh, you well, name it. Nationwide, out of tune to, I think it was, I'm probably going to get this number wrong. I don't know if it's one, two, or three trillion dollars a day nationwide through the justice system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's so, and they, somewhere in there. It's in the trillions now. Yeah. Well, he, he but he was also warning, um, giving warning about the upcoming crash, that the exchanges and the the banks, it's coming. It's and we got to get our money in the quantum financial system, the QFS. The, and I'm, and if, it's, if the exchanges are going to crash, well, how do you get it into the QFS? I really wish I could get, get I w- wish, I just wish he would call. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So, <laughs> well, call? anyhow, I wouldn't wa- worry about that too much because, uh, uh, I, I go to visit the, the portal quite a lot, and uh, they claim um, uh, their group, the, the galactic people that are here to help us, they claim that they they have uh, control of the uh, financial system, and uh, they're not going to leave us hanging if the stock market crashes and uh, the system goes down. They have a replacement ready to go in. Uh, be put in immediately. You know, the only concern they have is is that uh, a possibility of a week or two that there might be a supply change might be disrupted and people might, uh, you know, well, we've been warned for years now, keep a couple of weeks' worth of food on hand just in case there's a, a breakup of uh, the supply chains. And... Uh, that's an important thing for everybody to uh, to stock up a little, you know, some cans of food and stuff, just in case there is a break in supply chains. But as far as the financial system collapsing, they they're ready to put in their new financial system that is based on gold, and they have the gold ready. They claim uh, to back up the new financial system. Uh, so there. In regards, if the uh, you know Wall Street and the stock markets crash, we, we basically don't have too much to worry about. The worst it could be is like a week or two, uh, something like that, and then things will get back to normal. So I would I worry about that. Um, I would. I would worry about it. I can't. I don't. Well, uh, I'm just saying. They that. claim they have How it covered. They have, they have that covered. That's all I'm saying. I don't know for sure because I don't get to talk to them personally, but they're claiming in the portal there uh, they have, like, uh, you know, they've they've been doing this for, like, over 11 years now. Uh, You should be able to access all the information. Now you only can access the portal things, but I think that's one of the bits of information you get. If you go to the portal and look up the... 
and some of the main things they talk about is they talk about the financial system and they have it covered. They have the replacement yeah. system. They can go well, in and uh, go into the system we have now. They know how to get in it and they can take it over basically at any oh, the point. Other and they have they have the gold already stockpiled and ready yeah. to go to set up a new system. So, that, like I said, that sounds like they got it pretty well covered. But I won't cross yes, that bridge fine. until we get there. Meanwhile, yes, cool. there's uh, a lot of things that, uh, because, you know, the government, they're, they're a hopeless bunch of losers. They're, they're just worthless. Right, because they're all, they're all cabal. <laughs> You know, yeah, they're all they're all in, in bed with each other, so we can expect them. So uh, the game plan, as I see it, is we have to start taking control of little bits of uh, America, little bits of the world, as much as we can on the uh, from the private sector. And uh, as I was just before you called in, I was just uh, starting yeah. to talk about. Sure. Uh, perhaps the, the uh, one of the easiest way to do that is start with small towns where we can mm-hmm. uh, get a, a smaller group of people to agree that uh, they're going to make some new local ordinances and they're going the local ordinances will be the priority of how that town will will work and they'll have a police force that will be concerned about the local ordinances that benefit the local people. And they'll just make an agreement uh, not to enforce state or federal laws that interfere with the well-being of the community. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's uh, if uh, we can do it, start uh, liberating town by town in that sense, you know? That, uh, you know there's so many ridiculous rules on the books, you know, about how... Uh, Police can apprehend people and find them guilty, and of course, the legal system. Well, if we have police forces that are not willing to enforce these ridiculous, oppressive laws, then we can have a sense of justice too. Well, uh, they're, they're going Nasara. That's well, you know Nasara, right? That's where they they reschool the judges and the police officers and all the court, you know, um, prosecutors and everything. But it, but what David was saying is that. The other day, he was saying that that the the established system of the you know regarding finances that they're blocking the QFS at some point, and I don't understand all the details, but they're actually they're actually because the QFS has been in the system all this time, but right now I guess they're having a problem because it's they're being blocked at some little key point. I don't know what where I don't know all the details. But the, he seems like he's... Well, yeah, neither do I, those. but that's no, that's no surprise because, uh, you yeah, know, the fighting. dark forces that uh, still have control, it's yeah. all about control. They don't want anything yeah. new coming out that's, that's taking going to yeah. take away their control. They love the status quo, and they want to keep it as, as long as they can. They're diehards, you know, and uh, so, yeah. yeah, sure, they're going to offer resistance to something that... Uh, could benefit the people and take away some of their authority, and so that's understandable. Just like they're not go, the government is not going to make laws where it's easy for us to get rid of them. But I was talking to my friend just the other day, and he agreed uh, that uh, one of the best approaches to do, you know, we got 535 traders in Washington D.C. I don't think there's there's one one left. Yeah, yeah maybe, right. maybe there's one. We'll give it to the benefit. Somebody is good or well, two, there's, there's, but there's so there's so over 530 tra- so traders in uh, D.C. And yeah, the best absolutely. way to deal with that is start going after them one at a time. And if there's yeah. enough pressure and uh, uh, serious, uh, 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 um, what you call it, force put against one of the traders uh, by a group, they'll cave in and we'll get them to resign or change their tune. You know, well, one well, way or the other, most the likely they'll have to resign because they, they don't, none of them probably have the guts to, to come clean right. and do what's right. And yeah, that's, that's right. how yeah, they need to start addressing it. The yeah, sooner the better, you know? I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, we need to go after yeah. the, uh, the the scum and get them out of there. And right now well, we have we plenty of reason. The all traders will say, look, you all participated in the uh, fake vaccine crap, which makes you yeah. traitors to humanity. And plus, uh, you're probably in violation of the Nuremberg Codes. So you're all well, you know. guilty of that. Now, you're you either going to resign or, or we're going to uh, give you some poetic justice, you know, Mom, and your life is going to take a real bad turn, you know? Don't think you Mom, can ignore you... us and continue, and if we go after them one at a time, we'll start getting rid of them one at a time. You know, Tom, we'll give them the choice to resign you or, like, you know, you're you're not going to have that okay. nice life. It's going to, uh, you know, the rug is going to get pulled out from under you quicker than you can say hocus pocus. Okay, now, have you heard of the um, Frontline Doctors, of that group? It's a group of 10,000 doctors across the world. Have you heard of Frontline Doctors? Yeah, I have heard of them, but they, what have they, they been doing lately? They you, got, you tell me. They've got lawsuits. They've got lawsuits. They're working on it. They're they're working on the Nuremberg Code um, type trials. Yeah, they're working on that. They are doing it, and well, I'm grateful for that. And that's on the. Oh yeah, scale. they're doing it. Yeah. So can yeah, somebody that... else call in while I'm on the phone? I don't know. Can I mean, the, 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 you know, okay. I have no idea. I I don't work the board. The engineer you know, works yeah. the board. I you know he would probably might tell me if there's another caller or something, so I okay, haven't heard right. that, so <laughs> we'll assume there isn't another caller. <laughs> I'll assume you know? too. Yeah, yeah that's you know, cool. that's cool. all. Right. Uh, like I, I sure would say, I'll cross that bridge when I get there, you know? Yeah, and uh, I'm not there. I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, so, I hope he's hearing it. Anyhow, like, I'm a person that likes to take actions, you know, and we all need to start taking actions now because the problems are not going to solve themselves, you know, and we really don't want to wait around till the uh, galactic people finally land on Earth. I mean, the event is going to happen before that, and uh, it would be better. We'd all be much uh, better prepared for this event if we can get uh, remove all these clowns known as politicians from uh, yeah. office, well, they all got to go basically. And I think we need to start taking them out one at a time. And uh, so we need to form that groups that uh, would that have some backbone. We'll have to, uh, we need to have some military people involved in this. You know, we're talking about traitors to the United States. Well, you're going to need military people to come in and arrest the traitors. And, but, you know, first we'll approach them and tell them, listen, you know, we, we know you're guilty. You can't prove that you're not guilty. So you're either going to resign within a day or two, or we're going to, uh, prosecute you. You know, we're going to arrest you. Right. And if need be, take court. you down to, uh, Guantanamo or some other place, underground base and, uh, take it from there put you in a military tribunal for traitorship, and we'll, uh, we'll do this without uh, any interference. So it's going to be your choice, you know? You want to keep your, what freedom you have, you know? You have to resign, or we're going to prosecute you. You're guilty or already. We us. have more proof than you could ever imagine. And or you're Tom. guilty. You're a participant in all the evil that's been going on. And there's no way to lie your way out of this, and we're coming after you. Okay? And that's how we have to approach it. But we're going to need some military people involved with that because we'll need the, the muscle of the military people to make it convincing. You know, it's not like we can and, and uh, gather some farmers right. up with pitchforks. <laughs> well, we could give them one more option too. We could give them one more option. We can. Yeah, what's have, that? We can ask them. Well, that would be have them help us dissolve the corporation. <laughs> you know. Yeah. If if we can yeah. get a hold of one of those politicians, just say, you know what? There's only one way out, buddy. And if you help us dissolve, if you if we can get this corporation dissolved and eliminate it and then 
you know, there, there are, there are, um, but uh, the the, the, I mean, one, the one at a time routine ain't going to work because you no, have to have a certain majority to change the laws. You have to have a president to dissolve it. You have to have a president to dissolve it. Well, hey, listen, that's why I'm running for president. Let me tell yeah, you, I've yeah, got, and I've got the best game plan to uh, break the two-party system is to ask the members of both parties to vote for me as a right-in candidate. Yeah, and once you become a president, and, uh, then you can... Everybody should wake up to the idea, you know, because I'm obsessed with being the president. Truth is, I don't give a fuck if it's I'm the president or not, but I'm doing it for the sake of the country because I know how to take command of the situation and I know how to get the two parties to begin to agree if I have the authority to speak before them, you know, and only the President of the United States has that kind of authority, and that's why I'm looking to be the President. I mean, if you're a registered Democrat or registered Republican, you should, uh, you know, uh, see the writing on the wall now. It's never going to change, you know? If you have a Democrat President or Republican President, it's going to be the same logjam in Congress just like it's been for the last 200 years. With a two-party system, we're always going to have a log, Jim, especially when it's uh, 50-50, 51-49. You're not going to get anything done. And, uh, you know, and unless you get, you get together on things, you're not going to be able to remove all the laws that allow the crooked system to continue. And, right, it will take a president because the president has the authority to uh, instruct well, the Congress what to do. Well, he's a CEO. But a Democrat and Repo- or Republican the president, they're going to play politics as usual. I mean, even though, like, <laughs> people like to, uh, you know, everybody's raved about President Trump. Sure, he accomplished a few things, and, and, but when it came to uh, getting the Congress to agree, he was a total failure, you know? He didn't have the strategy to do it, you he, know? He uh, and enemy. he hired, he was, he, you know, he was bragging, I'm hiring the best people, and I've uh, I've told people plenty of times, and the people he hired all stabbed them in the back. So that's not the way to go around it either. I mean, if you know how oh, to do God. things, you don't have to hire anybody. You just know how to do things because you know how. And that's the kind of person I am. I can take command of any situation anywhere, any place. You know, I mean, you know, if, you? if I had the opportunity to go to the White House tomorrow and just tell yeah. Biden, Take a powder, man, because I'm going to show you how it's done now, you know? Give me a sign over your authority to me, and I'll go before the Congress tomorrow, and I'll get them to start agreeing on things, okay? And I'll show you how easy it is. I could do the same thing in Russia, you know? As long as I had a translator because I don't speak Russian. You know, tell Putin, well, man, go take a vacation and... uh, Turn on the telly and watch me do it on television and show you how to take your country and make it as great as any other great country in the world and how easy it is. You know, it's real easy if you know how to, uh, you know, if you're confident, if you know how to uh, use the art of persuasion, you know, the power of suggestion. You know how to do these things. You don't need any advisors. I mean, of course, I listen to advice all the time. People say, yeah, do that, try that. I'll try it. If it sounds like a good idea, I'll try it. But at the same time, uh, truthfully, in my life, you know, I can't remember when. Maybe when I was three or four years old, I was still asking for advice. But uh, from about the age of five or six, from that point on, I never asked advice from anybody because I had already learned how to make decisions for myself, and I pretty much knew what I wanted, you know? Of course, when you're a child, you'll have to play along you because you're a, a tiny time. child, and you have to deal with uh, people bigger than you and older than you, and so you're suppressed to some extent like that. But 
like I said, by the time I was five or six, I never asked anybody for advice. I just simply knew what I wanted, and I knew how to go about getting it to the best of my ability and what, what was possible and what wasn't. And so I learned how to be that positive and that in control cool. of my life and uh, emotions and uh, how to take command of a situation at an early age. And uh, I don't think there's anybody on the face of the planet they can claim that much. Uh, that's why I claim to be the most qualified person to be the next president of the United States, because I simply know what to do, and I know, uh, I know how to invent strategies. You know, and I know how how to just like look at the situation. And I know what to do. You know, and if I don't know what to do, I'll ask somebody else. Okay, here's the problem. Here's what I want to do. What are the details I need to do to get from point A to point B? You know, and I'll just ask people, mm -hmm. and the people that have the uh, the info to fill in the details, well, I'll I'll take that uh, the recommendations and put it into action. And that's what a real leader knows how to do, you know? And he right. doesn't hire people for advice. If he needs to find out some information that he asks him, well, hey, well, I need to know how this works. I need to know how that works. And uh, I'll, I'll fill in the blanks that way, when I, you know? But, mm -hmm. uh, so I don't have to know everything, but I do have to know how to take command of a situation, how to order people around, how to get people to do uh, things by uh, politely asking, and how, how to convince people to do things through the art of conversation and persuasive reasoning, you know? And there cool. is, a, hey, you Paul. know, what? Hello? Yeah, I think, I think yeah, I'm, I'm going to head out. I'm going to listen to you. You you go you go back where you were. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go on that. Well, I I, hey, cool. thanks, uh, thanks for calling in, Eva, and uh, thanks for bringing up uh, uh, David Strait. I mean, somebody, everybody Thank listening you. to me, go look this guy up tomorrow, David Strait, and listen to his videos. This, this guy uh, will shock you as to how much we've been deceived in America, and he'll g give a tell you some amazing things about driving an automobile without a license, and you have the right to do that. You know, and you got to be careful how you stuff. do that, though, but it'll well, tell yeah. you, uh, yeah, like, it's, uh, you know, again, and you got to use the right term terminology, and if you ever have to go to court, you need to uh, do your homework. <laughs> Yeah, you got well. You got to. He's the guy who has the answers and the uh, information that will help you out in these situations. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, really uh, hey, thank you, sir. Thanks. Uh, thanks for you, calling in and tell everyone in Arizona I said hello. I will, and I'll give them all a hug because we love them all. Bye bye. Okay. Send my love out there. Okay, uh, people, we're back to connect the dots. And I am the author of Connected Dots Theory. If you want to become a smarter person in one night, just download a copy of my book, Connected Dots Theory. You can pick it up for $5, $7, Amazon, or someplace. Look it up. Google it. You can actually read the first 40 pages free. And in those first 40 pages, you'll see the diagrams of... Uh, Chapter 2 on pages, uh, let me see, I got it written down here. Pages 4, pages 6, and page 9. I have diagrams of the things that come out of the sky. Yes, they extend out of the sky, outlines of invisible things. You should want to learn about this. You know, on, on chapter 2, page 4, and you can look at these diagrams for free. Just Google it. You know, Google provides this information. You don't even have to download the whole book, but you're going to want to download the whole book because some of the most amazing pictures are not the ones you're going to see for free. But the diagrams are the drawings I did before I started taking pictures. Uh, chapter four, chapter two, rather, page four. That's the picture of the thing that drops out of the sky, kind of like a bent, uh, ventilation shaft that's crooked and bent and twisted and it's an outline of an invisible one. I saw the sparkling points of light that uh, 
outlined them, and the dots were being connected by by streams of energy. I could see that too, and it hovered down over me. And my intuition told me, man, you better just watch your step because this thing that came out of the sky was looking to suck me up. And I guess it was only the fact that I stared it and kept an eye on it that they wouldn't use it to suck me up into wherever it's going to suck me in the other dimension or something like that because I could see it and and uh, would see what was happening to me. But if I hadn't paid attention to what was going on, this thing moved closer to me to where it was almost over my head. And then I just kept an eye on it and made sure I kept my distance from it. And if I could, I even had the nerve then to like walk underneath it and I could see swirling streams of energy like mist going up in it. And the picture of what it looks like coming down out of the sky is in this book. And this is reality happening, and this is how people get abducted, too. This thing, I knew this thing was coming down, and they were looking to abduct me. And before that, I I could almost hear, like, some voice talking about, uh, they were talking about me, like I'd be good uh, genetic breeding material. Yeah. And then this thing shows up. So I know they were coming after me that night, but... I made sure I stayed close to people and kept my eyes open that this thing wasn't going to sneak up on me, and that's when it would have sucked me up. Believe me, I just knew it. But you ought to learn about this. This is uh, one of the tricky ways they can send this invisible thing, pop it out of the sky, and suck people up, you know, that are not paying attention. Hey, it's important information, you know. And you'll see the other things, uh, the, the points of light that come down over a fire. You know, there's a, a, a connection between the earth and the sky made through fire, and these sparkling points of light will come out of the sky and come down to maybe 10 feet above the fire. I got a picture of that, too. And other amazing things coming out of the sky, outlined of visible structures, points of light that when they project these things out of the sky, you can actually see the energy lines connecting the dots. If you look at these sparkling points of light that resemble sparklers or fireflies in a field, and between them, there are streams of energy. And um, this is amazing information. And then... Uh, as you go on into the other chapters, you'll see the pictures of things that fly around in the night in your own backyard. If you've got a spruce tree, well, when you see these pictures and how these things congregate and hang on, they, they hang on spruce trees. They love to nest on spruce trees. So get yourself a night camera, a camera for, for night photography, get some high-speed film. And if you've got a spruce tree, I guarantee you'll capture some of these things uh, on a B setting, which is a time lapse, you know, a couple of seconds. And you'll see the streams just like I caught them. But this stuff is real. It's happening. It's around us all the time. But you're never going to learn about it unless you get a copy of my book because nobody else in the whole world is talking about this stuff. Nobody else has the pictures except in my book, Connect the Dots Theory, and you ought to be interested in it because this is part of reality that has been kept from you. And so much for that. And um, talk about world peace. You know, a number of years ago I wrote a song that has the message for world peace, you know? You got to leave your hate and anger behind. We all want peace. So bring your love into the streets. It's in my song, Jerusalem. It's on my album, CD Baby. Song's better than Dylan. It's on YouTube. You know, key it in. CD Baby album. Uh, song's better than Dylan. The artist is me, Tom Edison. The song is Jerusalem. Key it in. You can listen to it for free, and you'll agree that the message for peace in Palestine, you know, and Jerusalem is in Palestine, by the way, uh, is in that song, Jerusalem. Play it for your friends. Share it. That the message needs to be heard, because that's what is required to get peace. 
you have to give up the anger and hate. And then you got to start projecting love. And uh, we're coming to the end of the show. And so we're going to do the countdown, and you'll get to hear uh, lead guitar solo. I claim one of the most tasteful lead guitar solos ever put on record or recording or tape or whatever you want to call it of my song, Are You the Party in Kind, the last 30 seconds of the song. You're going to hear that, followed by my anthem, I Gotta Be Somebody. I Gotta Be Somebody. It could be your anthem, too, because maybe you want to be somebody, and that happens to be the first song on my album, Songs Better Than Dylan, uh, put out there by CD Baby. Yeah. And uh, I've got videos for those two songs also besides just the uh, audio version on CD Baby on the album. Anyhow, you're going to get to hear it right now. Hey, tell your friends to tune in next week. If they got a phone, hey, they're they're allowed to call in Uh, because it is calling radio show. All you need is a phone and the ability to use it (laughs) to dial in the toll-free number. Okay, Mr. Engineer, take us out of here now. Five four three two one zero. Now stop the love.